Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 97 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Ethan, you can find me on all social media platforms at Viva Ethan My name's Soda, you can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter Bruh, 97, who do you got? I have the Alabama gang founder. I believe he's the founder. I think he's the founder. I'm not 100% positive on that, but he's like 90 years old, so he's got to be the founder. Uh, Red Farmer. Ooh, Still going okay. strong in the late model class, number F97, but he raced uh, some some Cup, some Arca. Uh, I don't know if he was ever in the the Sportsman, I think is what it was called back when he was racing. But a lot of ARCA and some cup in the 70s and stuff. Uh, but yeah, the white and gold number 97. What about you? That's awesome. Uh, I went also kind of older. Uh, I went with Chad Little in that 97 John Deere Ford Taurus. I always liked the John Deere paint schemes. Something, I don't know, something about them. They just, they look really, really good on the racetrack. And they all look the same, too. Every single John Deere paint scheme I've seen, they all kind of have that same look. You know, they never really mixed up the paint jobs too much. Yeah, I I remember having a 124 scale diecast car of that, um, and I was so little that I just pretended it was pretended. Is that a word? I yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, it is a word. Uh, I pretended it was Kurt Busch, and that John Deere car, it won a lot of races on my parents carpet <laughs> that well, you know it was kurt bush for a little bit in 2000 it was wasn't it mm-hmm. i forgot it about was. that right yeah. right at the end of the year he took over the ride uh from i was it dale jr that had a run-in with him at uh some track and at the end of 2000 or was that chad little that he was messing with at the end of that race uh, I can't remember. Was, if it was. What, do you, yeah. what do you think? That was definitely Kurt Busch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I remember seeing Kurt Busch's name in that John Deere 97 for a little bit. Um, but it had to be like right at the end of the year. Like, you know, back in the day, what they would do, uh, especially had a rookie coming in because the rules for rookies were you couldn't start more than seven races and still be considered a rookie. Uh, from the year before so what they would do if they had somebody coming in or you know towards the end of the year you would see it a lot if 
teams were swapping drivers, they say, well, let's go ahead and swap now. Yeah. With like five or six races left. Or let's go ahead and bring in the rookie now and get him five or six races under his belt before his full rookie season. Yeah. yeah they would do that a lot. And I think they did that with Kurt Busch. They kind of kicked yeah. Chad Little to the side. <laughs> they just actually did that a couple of years ago with Stenhouse and uh, Chris Buescher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, it happens. You know, I remember yeah. the 37 and 98, uh, John Andretti and Jeremy Mayfield did that. They swapped rides like that and they started at the end of the year. One year, I think yeah. it was the mid nineties, like 97, 96, 97, somewhere in there. So yeah, I mean, it, it happens. It's, it's funny when people just swap rides. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what you're accomplishing. <laughs> One person looks at that car and says, Oh, I can go win over there. But the other person's looking at the car he was just in. It's like, oh, I can go win over there. So they just. <laughs> I don't yeah. ever remember it helping both of them out to do that. You know, has I mean? it has it ever happened where like somebody in mid mid, uh, mid season or like late season where somebody like they traded drivers? who already announced that they were going to go to the, you know, the opposite, you know, team or whatever. Uh, has anybody ever went from a Chevy to a Ford or vice versa or Pontiac or anything like that mid season? I'm not sure, but back in the day when they did that stuff more regularly, the, uh, the manufacturer contracts were not what they are now. Like, Back in the day, I remember there was a time where people would drive whatever car would win them at that track. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, dang. Didn't Bobby Allison drive an AMC Matador one year? I, mean, I doubt they have a partnership with NASCAR. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I remember the late 80s, early 90s, you would randomly, like the GM people would drive anything. They would drive everything. They would drive uh, a Buick one week, a Chevy one week, an Oldsmobile one week, just because that car was suited better for that track. I mean, they didn't care. Right. You know, it was just, uh, and dang, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? There was one dude that drove Dodge all the way up until they just flat out banned the Dodge because Dodge had been out of NASCAR for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name. Buddy Arrington, I think. Oh, sounds I'm, right. He I'm drove sure. Dodge all the way to like 85 or 86 until he was forced to basically get in the Thunderbird. They were out of NASCAR by like 78, 79. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> kudos to him. He's a Mopar guy. I like that. There you go. Um, Before we get into the meat of the episode here, we'll talk about the new store, man. Yeah. Let's talk about that. We got... Uh, a and I've been saying it for weeks. I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it. I was like, okay, it's time to finally put up or shut up. And I uh wound up renting Photoshop. That's what you do nowadays. I think is just rent the programs. You rent Photoshop for a month, and I decided I was just gonna throw a bunch of designs at the wall, see what stuck. Some of them stuck. Some of them didn't. Some of them got reworked. Uh, some of them I messed up on, had to go and fix, re-upload. But I think we got a good base now on a new T Public site and a slew of new designs up there. Yeah. Um, first off, 
no credit to me. I do not deserve any credit. You have been busting your butt on all these new uh, designs and stuff, and you just uploaded one right before we we uh, I did. Started, <laughs> right before we started recording. Uh, I mean, you have been the mastermind behind all this, setting up the team, uh, the T Public uh, account, and all that stuff. So, um, all credit goes to you. You have done every single. Every single uh, design, every single new design that we have with T Public, so um, all that credit goes to you, my friend. I appreciate it. Um, going, I'm like I'm I'm on the website right now, looking at it. Uh, if you want to check it out, uh, I have I have put links in every little description I have I have on anything I you know that I do, and every little description that Ethan does on our social media accounts and our posts and stuff. We have links. Just click on the link and it'll take you there. But also, if you just type it in, it is www.tepublic.com slash stores slash in the marbles. One word. And it'll take you right there. We got a new logo, which is now on the Facebook and the um, Instagram and the Twitter account. And we also have your new, as always, peace, love, and all the above shirt, which just got uploaded right before I started, uh, before I got in touch with you, said I'm ready to record. Yeah. We got the 2024 In the Marvel's Fantasy Cup schedule t-shirt, which can also, all this stuff can be put on way more than t-shirts. And that schedule t-shirt can actually be put, that's, that design can actually put on magnets. And uh, that's a great way, if you're in the Fantasy Cup, get one of those magnets, stick it on your fridge. You'll never have to worry about what race is coming up next. It's all right there. How many scheduled t-shirts have you bought in your life? Uh, none. Are you serious? You've never owned a schedule t-shirt? Like at the beginning of the year where like they would show up in Walmart and they would have the schedule on the back and like a NASCAR design on the front? Yeah, no, I never. Wow. That's crazy. I've owned at least 10. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's that gave me the idea of the schedule shirt. That's awesome. Um, there's also an in the marbles fancy cup logo. There's an oval earther, uh, logo, which has the earth in the shape of Daytona yep. or Talladega, depending on your perspective, I guess. Um, also racing is my world with, you know, if it goes, if you don't care for the oval earther thing, racing is my world in the same design, with the earth, the shape of Daytona, you have your JD McDuffie t-shirt. I hate a you. Picture of him always watching. I hate you. You have your <laughs> Dick Trickle shirt. You have the Dunlap G again, DYA t-shirt or, or you know, whatever I say t-shirt, but you, you get, you can put on anything, yeah. anything they offer. And that is an old racing design of mine, a logo I used to put. I put on the hood of my race car, and I even um, wore the T-shirt underneath my driver's suit. You have your the the old throwback, a weekend of tradition design. You have the throwbacking, a racing tradition design, and you have the old logo that the dirt splat logo as well. Yes. All of that's available, and I have an idea of something else for a fantasy cup thing. Because with Photoshop, I also worked in some of the uh, championship belt designs. And yeah, that's been uploaded. And I think I'm going to move the main plate over to a T-shirt, kind of rework it a little bit. So eventually people will be able to buy the T-shirt 
of the main plate of the uh, championship belt. Yeah. So, and that's just waiting to get finalized. We're waiting on a proof to look at that. Any proceeds right now that come from this website, tpublic.com slash store slash in the marbles is going to the belt until we get it full. Yeah. And then everything else is going to start trickling into the fantasy cup. Absolutely. We, every, uh, every little piece, you know, I say every little piece of money, uh, every little bit of money that we get from all these t-shirt designs or, you know, the magnets or stickers or anything like Soda said, goes straight back into you guys, uh, the fantasy cup. So whether that's, a another die cast, whether that's a t-shirt, whether that's a, you know, whatever it is, it goes right back to you guys. What I'm looking forward to is also eventually, um, if we don't happen to have a good die cast that time to make a random prize race pop up and give yes. you guys a $30 credit to the store, not counting shipping, you know, so you'll be able to just pick anything from stickers to magnets, to a sweater, anything you want to within that $30 range before shipping and tax. And we'll send it out to you. I think yeah. that would be a really fun prize once in a while too. Absolutely. Because I can tell you right now, I could drop 200 bucks at this store. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, when you were uploading all this stuff, I was talking to Jessica and we like uh, pulled out the, the laptop and we started looking at it and I was like, holy moly. I was like, soda needs to stop. He needs to calm <laughs> down because he is, my wallet is absolutely just screaming at you. Like, man, there is, I could easily drop 200 as well. I like all the different things you can get on T-Public. This is our first time really looking through T-Public. I know a lot of our podcasting friends um, have some T-Public sites and we just never looked at it. We always looked at watermember.net. Forget that. All they have is T-shirts. They're still up there. That's cool. But this T public thing, and it's so much easier. Yeah, to throw stuff up there. It's just coming up with a fun design that we that we think you guys would like. And I like the new logo that we have. I mean, I love the old logo. I'm never gonna, yeah. never gonna drop that. That's that is a that is a quintessential racing T shirt. Yes, that old logo. It if you go to a dirt track or you look through any. NASCAR, if you type in NASCAR t-shirts in Google Images, you're going to see shirts that look like our uh, Mud Splat logo. It's They're, they're going to look like that. They're going to have those kind of designs. They're going to be real busy behind the car. Uh, some, you know, in-your-face, bold wording. It's that's, that's what I was going for when I designed that. And the other one is more kind of a crisp, clean. Um, the new one is kind of like a... It's kind of like a profile picture avatar kind of uh, clean logo. Yeah. Just a different, a different look. And, you know, 97 episodes in, I think it's maybe, maybe time for a little bit of a different look. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm excited about it. But um, products wise, everything from regular t-shirts to those really soft, comfortable t-shirts to dry fit to women's cut. Tank tops, all three, three or four different types of tank tops, sweaters, uh, hoodies, zip-up hoodies with the logo in the back. Um, you can get totes. Uh, some of them you can get, some of the images that are big enough can get uh, tapestries. Some of them get phone cases, mugs, travel mugs, uh, stickers, magnets, just all sorts of stuff. 
kids yeah. clothes, uh, baby's clothes, whatever. So check them out. And it's a great way to support the show. It's probably the best way to support the show right now because you can get anything you want from that store. Absolutely. But definitely had to drop drop that out. I think I'm going to start dropping that at the beginning of the show because we always wait to the end of the show, but everybody else drops their stuff at the beginning. You know, we're like the only ones that don't do that. I think we're going to start dropping our merch stuff at the beginning. All right. Sounds good. It deserves it. It deserves it. It does. It actually does. <laughs> For sure. I've kind of noticed that like some of our our podcasting friends kind of stopped doing the whole t-shirt designs and stuff, which is kind of crazy to I honestly it's kind of crazy to me. Um, but man, like with the slew of is that a word? A slew? Uh a slew? slew. Not the H. Slew. Uh, slew? No. Yes, yeah, slew. Slew. S L E W slew. S what? S L E W slew. S L E W slew. Yeah. Oh, okay, slew. cool. Uh, yeah, with slew. Slew. Well, it goes with the whole plumber thing. Like, I didn't know plum. Dude, I've been spelling the word plumber P L U M M E R for the last thirty years of my life. I never once thought there was not only not just. I mean, it has one M. I don't know why I always threw that extra M in there. And I didn't know that there was a B. Nobody. Uh, what? No, <laughs> I, like nobody pronounces it. So I bet half the people out there don't realize there's a B in it. How are you like, supposed to plum. pronounce that? Like plum. Spell plum. plum. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> um, uh, plum. P. L U M P L U M B. P L U M. No. No? It's the M. There's no B. Oh, okay. Well, you, uh, <laughs> you set me up. Great question. Plumber. Plum. Seems like it should be spelt the same, right? Why did I put an extra M in there? What about numb? Oh, don't even. Uh, numb? Like my arm is numb? Yeah. I hate this. Um, numb is. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, end of Marvel Spelling Bee. <laughs> N-U-M. Numb. No. What are you That's talking about? Are you freaking kidding yeah. me? <laughs> what is up with these silent bees, bro? Uh, uh, about uh, sum. Like the total of something. The sum. Sum, S O yeah, total of no. Yeah, S. No, why do you? T- hang on, S U M or S. What did I say? S O M or S U M? Is it S O M? Yeah. Oh, it's S S U M. S U M. What is it? S U M B. No. S U M B. What about dumb? Dumb. Oh, I know how to spell dumb. I sure do. Yeah, I get that one. It's it. There's man. I'm I'm telling you. You should look up uh, on Google or I guess YouTube Gallagher. Uh, his English language skit is absolutely hilarious. And it tackles this exact topic and why oh, really? he hates the English language. Oh. So I, I go look that up. It's probably about six, seven minutes long. It's like a tonight show skit that Gallagher did. He didn't yeah. always smash watermelons all the time. So, uh, 
guy, one of the funniest thing comedians ever, I swear. But he did this whole thing and going through the exact problems she went through right there. Um, he had like visual aids and everything too, like flashcards that he flipped down to show the audience how stupid everything actually was. Yeah. But, um, all right, let's go into some, uh, we got a pretty fun race to talk about here. So let's go into some news first and then we'll take a, a podcast drafting partner break and then we'll talk about the race. So what, what, uh, little tidbits of news have you got real quick? Who I got some people in trouble. We got Noah Gregson and Ryan Priest, both from Stuart House Racing. Uh, both of those race cars have been issued an L1 level penalty for improper roof air deflectors. I cannot talk, as always. Imp- uh, improper t- what? Improper uh, what? Roof? 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 Like a dog? Like roof? No, roof. 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 We say Oof. things so differently. Wait. So funny. <laughs> Southern accent and a Midwestern accent. It's just, <laughs> we say things so differently. Roof. Roof. Yeah, you you know that song, The Roof is on Fire? You don't say The Roof is on Fire. I don't say it's rough. Roof. I, say, I say. You said roof. rough. I said The Roof. Okay, you said the Roof. Roof. Is that the not roof how you isn't on fire? No, the rough the the, the the roof isn't on fire. The roof is on fire. The roof. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I don't. It's I, so I funny guess, we say things so differently. Anyway, I guess I it just caught pillow. me off guard. I I guess I say pillow wrong too. Pillow, pillow. Yeah, like you know <laughs> the thing we sleep with. <laughs> pillow. Um, like a pillow. pill, but it's low. Pillow. Uh, pillow i've always said it pillow 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 Pillow. um yeah well that's interesting (laughs) uh noah gregson and and, uh, ryan priest uh (laughs) both those cars have been issued an l1 level penalty for improper roof roof uh air deflectors uh the teams have been assessed with a loss of 35 driver points and 35 owner points and uh, I know a lot of people might not think that's a lot of points, but I mean, if you're looking at it as one point per car you pass, and with you know the, um, say what the, two races in, that's a lot of points. Uh, you betcha, especially with the performance that Stuart Haas Racing is, has uh, expel expelled. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's why. Well, you know what? You know what? You know what? I try so hard. To get on this podcast and to sound like I know at all what I'm talking about. And there's Soda. There he is, lurking in the shadows, waiting for me to mess up. Well, I don't even know what word you were going for there. You said expelled. What did I say? Oh, you said okay. the performance they expelled. I'm not even sure what word you meant. <laughs> Usually I can figure out what word you meant. Right now I'm stuck. I have no idea. Um... If you give me about 35 minutes, I could probably figure out what I was trying to say. Um, Something about the, the bad performance still, that they've had. I don't know what word you were going for, but anyway, let's go for it. Next time, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna stop. I'm not even gonna hesitate. I'm just gonna keep on going. Um, what? Oh, and you know what? As soon as we stop recording, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, that's the word." Um, I don't. I'm not sure. If we- <laughs> 
not sure where I was, what word I was trying to say, but uh, expelled. <laughs> oh, I think it was, uh, ex- what's that word? Um, ex- um, oh, jeez, Louise. Excluded. What are you saying? Um, it's like, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't even want to. Okay. I think we should just restart. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 97. <laughs> um, Have you been to uh, the public? Listen. <laughs> You know, uh, you would look so much cooler if you were wearing an In the Marvels Tea Public T-shirt. What you can probably earth? say all the words you want to say. Probably if you had our, our 2024 <laughs> Fantasy Cup schedule shirt. It would be so rad. Let me tell you. Let me just. You know. <laughs> uh, so, based off the performance that Stuart Haas Racing has been. Showing, uh, showing, I don't excluding. There's not Ex- a lot of work. Wait, it was on the tip of my tongue. Ex- I don't, you know, what? Go 15 minutes. You try to <laughs> let's move on. I am so over this based on um, their performance. That is not a good thing to be losing 35 points, exactly. Uh, what were you saying? That earlier? puts Noah Gregson at minus five or six, doesn't it? That's exactly what I was about to say. It was you know, one of them are like negative points, and that's such a yeah. it's such a weird thing to owe NASCAR points this early in that the season. That happened last year, too, didn't it? With Bowman, yeah, that that's a new phenomenon. And it's it's with this new point system. I don't ever remember it happening before Bowman last year. Now all of a sudden it happened this year. Yeah. You know, they like the most points I've ever seen somebody docked is like usually mid mid year. And that was in the old point system where you got 175 points for winning a race. Yeah. I've seen people with some massive points penalties, like a hundred points. But that was like 15, 16 races in. That's that's not that's about the equivalent of a 35 point loss. Yeah. You know, it's roughly that. You know, maybe a little less severe actually, because <clears throat> the point system went by fives and fours and threes all the way down. And I think you got like 40 points for finishing last or something like that. So it actually yeah. might have been less severe. But yeah, that's a new concept to me to start off the year so early in the hole <laughs> in points. <laughs> like, like give an IOU, IOU six points. No joke. <laughs> Isn't that well, like you, such? Yeah, I hope you finish thirty fifth or better, so you can get at least five or six points. <laughs> My goodness, like how deflating, you know, especially for Noah Gregson, who you know missed a majority of last season because of you mm-hmm. know stupid things, but uh, and then he comes back and you know he kind of has all this like attention and stuff and. He, I think he didn't he wreck at Daytona and then he and then this happens. It's like, my goodness, man, the kid, uh, that's terrible. But uh, we're gonna we're headed into Las Vegas, which is his hometown, Kyle Bush's hometown. Um, I, I don't know, I think uh, it, there's no better time to turn it around than in your home at your home track in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, it sure. won't happen, but sure, no, no, not a chance. No. <laughs> Any anything I've been thinking about with some of these Stuart Haas cars and the uh, legacy cars, even um, 
I'm turning the I'm turning over the, that page. That's like, yeah, the Toyota thing isn't helping Legacy out. Just like the fresh blood coming in to Stuart Haas, that's not helping them out either. Now, that is a very um, dramatic take, considering we've only had two races and they've both been super speedway type races. Yeah. The rest of the year is going to look completely different than these two races we just did. Exactly. So we'll see how it plays out. Let, let's go another three races after this, and you'll get a good mix of different tracks in there, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and, and but like Noah Gregson and Ryan Priest were not the only two that got in trouble this weekend. In addition to Stuart Haas Racing, uh, NASCAR fines Joey Logano $10,000 for a safety violation during the NASCAR Cup Series qualifying last weekend at Atlanta. Dude, he probably was like, you want me to PayPal that now? I was going to say, yeah, come on. I mean, seriously, the, that glove probably cost him $10,000. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, so, okay. <clears throat> the situation with that, because I was asked uh, on Twitter, uh, by Drew, I believe. Uh, like, what? What's the what's the big deal? Like, he lost the pole, or not? He lost the front row, and he has to serve a drive-through penalty under Green, which, by the way, did not do anything because they wrecked while he was serving that penalty. So he wound up coming out in twentieth. He missed the wreck and come out in twentieth. I mean, that was like the absolute best possible scenario that could have happened. He didn't even go a lap down. But, um, like, what's the big deal? All it is, it's a glove. I don't understand. The deal is like, well, the deal is he manipulated a safety part, like a safety piece designed specifically to keep you safe from fires. Basically, yeah. that's the whole reason why that glove is there. It's a fireproof glove. And for some reason, it's legal to do this. I feel like it's a safety thing where you shouldn't be able to do this. You should have both hands on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, but. And qualifying with that window net flapping through, they stick their hand up there to try to block a little bit of air coming into the car. And that just kind of seals off an edge of the car. I'm doing this with my hand like you can see it. Yeah, um, yeah. It seals off part of that car and makes a solid piece for air to travel on by. Less drag on a super speedway might be a half of a tenth. Yeah. You know, or half of a who knows it could be a it could be a hundredth or a thousandth of a second but when you're that close out there in qualifying that i mean he did that at daytona and he did that at at, at uh, atlanta and he got first and second and he did do it at daytona there is video of him doing that at daytona with that glove and as he's coming down pit road he knew that glove was gonna get him in trouble so he took that left glove off and right. hit it before he got out of the car but what he did was he manipulated it and put webbing in between the uh, fingers, kind of like those um, those parachute suits that people yeah. wear that have the webbing between the, the arms and the legs, and yeah. they just kind of float out there with no parachute. That's what his glove looked like. Yeah. And uh, it was blocking more air than a typical glove, and because he manipulated a safety part for uh, performance gain, that's a big no-no, and I'm shocked he was not docked points for that. 
I was going to say, we were, uh, I think we were just talking about this on this week's episode of Three Brews Podcast, the um, Pit Stops and Pints segment. But, uh, you know, I think NASCAR went a little easy on him. I think oh, they NASCAR. Did. They absolutely did. I think NASCAR needs to take, you know, this is safety equipment. We're not talking about practice. You know, we're not talking about the love of the game. No, we're talking about safety. Um, I think NASCAR should set the president. President. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I think NASCAR should precedent. set the precedent. Pre- yeah. Precedent. There you go. Like there you go. The president. No. Like no? With the seat. The precedent. Pres- Not an S. Pres- president. Pre- president. I know what you're saying. Keep going. Set the precedent. Anyway, all right. Here we're <laughs> 97 is off to a great start. Um, I think they they um they need to set the example for okay. uh, tampering or manipulating safety equipment. I think they should suspend them for the rest of the season and all of next season. There's no bias in that at all. No. <laughs> was, you're fired, you know, like it reminds me. It reminds me back in the day uh, when they used to say uh, that 89 Daytona 500 that Daryl Waltrip won yeah. uh, on fuel mileage. They said that he, uh, because he went further than everybody on fuel, they say he actually filled his roll bar with gas. Oh, like, yeah. Roll bars were filled with gasoline. And that's how he got that extra mileage out of the fuel tank. See, I always heard that uh, he had like an extra gas line that he he wrapped around the roll uh, the roll cage and stuff. Or maybe I never it through it, hit it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. If I mean that's Isn't that really scary though. Yeah. Isn't that scary though? Like a crash and the roll bars are filled with gas. Jeez, Louise, dude. Doesn't that <laughs> sound terrifying? It sounds like yeah, you're driving a bomb, especially if, like back then. If you hit on the rear end of those cars, because they didn't have those rubber fuel cells right back then, those fuel cells were metal and they burst. And they, if you hit something on the, like if you backed into a wall or somebody nailed you from the, 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 the trunk of the car, the fuel cell would erupt. Yeah. I mean, it didn't stop doing that until the mid nineties. <laughs> I mean, that's scary enough let alone it's in the roll bar. So that means it's not only behind you, it's all around you. <laughs> that's, that's that's freaky. I couldn't drive that. Yeah. I absolutely could not drive that car. Okay. <laughs> just imagine if you got into a, a like a, a wreck with that. Not only are you going to have hollowed roll, you know, roll cage. I mean, that's, then you're going to have gasoline dumped on you. Like that's wild, man. Well, like the roll cage is hollow. The roll cage is hollow anyway. Yeah. What? Even an NASCAR roll cage. The roll cages are hollow. They're pipe. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're not they're not solid. <laughs> they're not solid. Oh, that's awesome. You didn't know that? Uh no, I don't think so. I mean, like I've never built a race car, so like I just kind of imagine that they were pipes. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I mean pipes are hollow, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's tubing, basically. It's uh solid steel tubing. I was going to say, and okay. it's oh. manipulated and it's, it's welded at angles for support and you get your extra brackets in and it's cut to uh, fit the, the piping and stuff, but it's hollow inside. That's, that's the, uh, the whole idea of them running gas lines through it or running at gasoline through it. It's because you can, 
it is uh, a hollow roll cage. You know, it's just it's the 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 shape and the uh, actual structure of it that makes it strong. But yeah, the roll cages themselves. Uh, I have never seen a solid roll. I don't even know that car would be so much heavier than every other car I've ever seen. <laughs> maybe twice as heavy. <laughs> maybe I'm but, just yeah. Uh, I mean, every car I've ever had huh. has had a uh, hollow roll cage. <laughs> maybe I'm that's, maybe I'm telling. That's wild. Maybe you I'm never tell- knew that. Maybe I guess, I'm telling. I guess myself. you wouldn't know that unless you've actually seen it. What soon, like the inside of a, a roll cage? Brewer. Yeah, like being well, built. Like, stuff. I mean, yeah. See, I've I haven't been around any race cars in the process of being built. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I, I every once in a while I go help some friends, at, you know, at the local dirt track or whatever, or you know, Tulsa or, or something. But like, I, I guess I've never. I guess I never really paid that much attention. I swear the micro or the midget that I was helping, I'm almost guaranteed. Well, it doesn't, it's not really a roll cage either. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I think we just lost like half of our <laughs> listeners. Cause they're like, they don't even know what a roll cage is. Wait, well, you know what? I bet some of our friends probably thought the same way you did that. The roll cages were solid, but they're not, they're, they're hollow. I, I promise you, I'm not just making that up. I, uh, I'm not just pulling out that that on my butt. I promise that it is a hollow roll cage, and that's how they're built. They're all tubular steel, you know, that's uh, welded and in, in perfect placement for perfect support. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that that some people might out there. I never thought of it honestly, because I've seen them my whole life. I just right. figured everybody knew that. But yeah, obviously, people wouldn't know that if they wouldn't if they are not actually seeing these cars you know if go look up kyle larson's wreck at talladega with ryan priest and look at that roll cage i think it broke yeah look at that roll cage or maybe michael waltrip's wreck where he hit that that wall at bristol look at try to look those up and look at the roll cages and see where they're like cut and they're hollow and they're like pinched or something like that and you'll, you'll see what i'm talking about um before we go into Atlanta, let's uh, give a quick shout out to the podcast friends and um, plug a couple things real quick. Uh, don't forget the T Public store, the brand new store, all sorts of new designs. T Public com slash stores slash in the marbles. And you can find those links at the descriptions of everywhere we are, basically. Even in the show, you can find that link in the description on this show right now and from now on. And also skinnymixes.com. We still have a code there with skinnymixes.com. We just got a big order of skinny mix syrups today at Ooh. my house. And um, we got everything from churro to glazed donut flavored coffee syrups to uh, I think we got some vanilla bean. We got trying to think what all we got. We got some horchata. Um, God, there was something else that I can't think of off the top of my head what it was. I think it was, I said churro. I guess that was something else. I can't remember. But we got about uh, seven or eight different flavors and seven or eight different bottles in. And if you go to skinnymixes.com, I promise you, you're going to find something you like. It is sugar-free, low-calorie, low-carb, 
syrups for coffees, water enhancement syrups, and alcoholic beverages like daiquiris and margaritas. So go check them out. Use code MARBLES at checkout for 10% off your first order. I vouch for this company. I've been using it for like two years now, and I still get I still get supplies sent to me. I buy them. I don't get them sent to me. I still buy from this company regularly. So go check them out. SkinnyMixes.com. Use code MARBLES at checkout. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Hey, we're live, pal, and we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi. I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So we had one of the coolest races I think we've had in a long time happen this weekend. And uh, apparently... we. In the Fantasy Cup um, chat, we had a few people watching it live with us. Yeah. And, man, I am so happy that we have so many people that don't, that never regularly watch NASCAR. And now they're not only regularly watching it, they're in chats with us, watching it with us. And the running commentary on it. And the, if, if you're a part of the Fantasy Cup, I make a chat every single uh, week and whether i'm a part of it or not if i'm busy or not i'm gonna make a chat session uh, on facebook messenger every single week for the race that cup race i don't care for doing it for trucks and xfinity but for cup we're gonna do it that every single week for the race i invite everybody i tag everybody in it you get them you get a notification come on by even if you don't hang out the whole time come on by let us know you're watching it let us know how you're watching it let us know what you think um but that Atlanta race was outstanding. What'd you think? Oh, I mean, bar none. It started the weekend off really well with Kyle Busch getting his 65th career win in the truck series at Atlanta. Uh, most winningest driver in the truck series. And then, you know, transitioning over to Xfinity, watching Austin Hill completely just, I was going to say dominate, but he didn't. It was his teammate, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse yeah. Love. Jesse Love pretty much dominated that whole race but fuel mileage at of, the end yeah i was saying a lot of wild stuff at the end with the fuel 
I'm surprised nobody wrecked. Uh, yeah, I am too. But Austin <laughs> Austin Hill getting the win for RCR for the second week in a row uh, was pretty cool. I was just, I mean, going into Atlanta, I was sitting there. I was like, man, I was kind of expecting like single file line, you know, single file racing uh, right up at the wall. Pretty much a majority of the race, and I was like, man, it's going to be hard to to kind of figure out how to talk positively about this race and i i didn't have high hopes at all and then uh i was absolutely very much wrong (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a good mix of of what we like best about racing right now that track um and all the series it was this way too the the mix is we want a track that is a driver's track meaning you have to have handling and you have to be able to catch that car all the time. You have to be a little out of control. The better drivers will prevail on a track that you're kind of out of control a little bit at. And I mean, you look at Darlington and you can see that kind of thing. That's why so many people like Darlington, so many old school drivers or drivers and fans like Darlington, because it's a driver's track. You have a, uh, a driver's track and then just like a, I don't know what you call it otherwise, but, it's these tracks that you have to really, it, it falls into the driver's lap to, instead of the uh, mechanics and the crew chiefs and all that, it falls strictly into the driver's lap and whether or not he can handle the track. And that's kind of what Atlanta's become right now. I'm sure it'll change as the track ages. But with the new banking and the asphalt aging, it's lost grip, but it still has that pack racing feel. Uh, with the package that they're running, it's handling is a premium, but they're still getting some crazy runs, and it's made a very very good racing product out of that place. I'm um, I'm sold on it right now the way it is. It might change in three or four years, but right now I am sold on the way it is. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I thought that I mean I was pleasantly surprised of how fun it was to just sit there and watch, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, more fun. I don't know. I mean, I would say more fun than watching Daytona. I think so. I thought, you know, like, I I mean, Daytona. Yeah. I was like, they're not, they were in a fuel saving mode and running 20 miles an hour off the pace. through part of it either. (laughs) You know, they were just kind of always going for it. Yeah, and then I mean we saw uh, multiple drivers uh, get caught up on you know with some bad luck on pit road, even Kyle Busch speeding on pit road, and then there was a wreck, and you know the whole thing. It was I mean I it, it was fantastic. It had everything that NASCAR fans wanted, and then more, and then a three wide finish that I've very rarely I've noticed that like in my thirty years like. Um, very rarely have I ever like jumped off the couch coming to the checkered flag. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I remember like Jessica was doing dishes and like, if you're doing dishes in our house, like our, if you just look up our TV is right there. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, Ryan Blaine's going to win this race. So, okay, cool. And then I saw Kyle Bush make that move to the uh, middle on the back straightaway. And I was like, um, Hmm. 
Okay. And then when I saw Bubba Wallace get tight and he, I mean, it was just a three wide race to the end. When they came off the yeah. exit of turn four, I was like, I jumped up and I was like, Oh, you know, said some very ex- explicit <laughs> things. Go Kyle Bush, go, you know? Um, and just, I mean, I, it was what 30, 45 seconds before I knew who won. I was like, Holy moly. I, it was just fantastic. It was the, um, it, it was straight up cars from the beginning of that movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's a funny meme out there. Kyle Busch sticking his tongue out. What Kyle Busch should have done. Like if yeah. I was car sticking the tongue out, like Lightning McQueen would have. Um, it, what was funny is that it legit ended. Uh, I think it's the first time I've ever seen it. The first and second place legit ended in a timed tie. Yeah. Like scoring wise, it was a tie. It's the video that they went back and they looked at and saw Suarez just by a a sliver beat Blaney to the line. Yeah. Because, I mean, they said it on the broadcast that it was uh, the margin of victory between two of them was like 0.000 seconds. That's what came out initially timed. I think eventually it got down to like, what, 0.6 seconds? 0.006 0.006 was that right uh 0.003 three good grief yeah that is insane um <laughs> it's like a that's like a toenail <laughs> it's one of the wildest things i've ever seen you know now some people will say oh it's the greatest race of all time i was like i ah, i mean there's a, there's a lot more races that are just as dramatic with only two cars that had a lot better story coming out of it too like you can't really put this race ahead of the kevin harvick jeff gordon finish from atlanta you can't i don't think you can put this race ahead of the ricky craven kurt bush thing because that was a one-on-one battle for dang like seven eight laps at the end of it with them smashing into each other the whole time which by the way had a bush and a blaney involved in that one too yeah so that was interesting um so yeah that's something I, you know, I would put out ahead of it, but this is right up there. I would almost say this was more impressive than the Kurt Busch, uh, Ricky Craven, and all the other stuff is because, like, if you look back at that video, these three drivers are so close to each other, so close to the wall, so close to the apron, and so close to each other, and they never once touched anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as that goes, the fact that they never touched each other. And it came down like that to the end. I mean, kudos to all three of them. It would have been very easy for Blaney to just kind of run Kyle up the track, which would have yeah. won the 99 up the track, and then Blaney would have won a race. Right. It would have been very easy for somebody to do that. You know, but nobody did that. Everybody held their ground and everybody was respectful. And it wound up being one of the coolest images yeah. that NASCAR has had at the finish line in a long time. Lionel Racing just announced today that they're making a uh, a three pack one sixty four scale uh, set with this with you know race version all that stuff. So I thought that was pretty. They cool should too. and they should package it exactly how they finished. I think they are. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, that's excellent. Even though Kyle Busch did not win this race, he is still number one in the points. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm not surprised. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised of all the people that's, uh, that's finished well, every single, you know, both races so far this year. It makes sense. 
That makes sense. Yeah. There um, was four super happy people. Uh, or, yeah, people, I guess. Uh, four happy people. Daniel Suarez, obviously, uh, winning. Oh, yeah, Daniel race. Suarez won the race. Yeah. yeah, we forgot to say that. Daniel Suarez, um, you know, last time there was a NASCAR viral video it was ross chastain in 2022 with the hail melon uh viral clip that went really really viral uh this one not as many numbers but i mean it's just as impressive um in my opinion but uh i think uh freeway insurance body armor and cheddars were also very very happy about the ending <laughs> of this finish even if they didn't win I'll give it to, I don't like the body armor stuff, but I will give it to Blaney. His car looked good. It looked good. Yeah, it did. It looked really good. So I, I, I enjoyed watching that car on the track. It looked great. Um, the, uh, the pit road deal. If you notice, there was a bunch of issues on pit road. The pit road at Atlanta is so different than anything else. And they, they, they made it different under green, then they made it under. Actually, I th- I guess it's both that way under green and caution. But they changed the entrance of pit road because of the high speeds and the close packs and the high banking and the transition coming off the banking. So you don't enter pit road in turn four like you do most tracks. This particular track, they made the entrance on the back straightaway. So you have more time and more space to kind of move down to where you need to be. But the issue everybody had, one, that's a long way to go at pit road speed. But two, under green flag conditions, which is where everybody had the problems, that is now, uh, there's two different pit road speeds. Right. Under green, they let you go 90 miles an hour at the commitment line all the way around till the beginning of pit road coming off of turn four, where you have to go down to 45. So it messed so many people up. Oh, it, it did. At least like a dozen people, at least a dozen people in that, that round of green flag pit stops they had. Yeah, you know, just, I mean, it, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I just, I cannot get over it. Like, I even went back and rewatched it. Uh, I think I've watched that race three times since Sunday, like in its mm-hmm. entirety, like commercials and everything. Like, I, I am so obsessed with that, uh, with that race, and I, I really, really wish Kyle would have won that. Dang it, man. Uh, but yeah, the, and we man. talk about pit road all the time, like every single week about uh, pit road woes and, you know, not making a mistake, not speeding on uh, entrance or not speeding off exit. Uh, pit road, like the pit crew themselves, like making sure that tires get on tight and, you know, everything. Like it's everything has a moving part when it comes to nascar and like these race cars that it's like one little slip up from someone along the line and it's like we don't have that finish it's just i love nascar i love nascar so much (laughs) um for some reason there's like this big thing on twitter where formula one fans and nascar fans are going at each other's throats because i think formula one starts this weekend yeah there's no comparison there's really not when you have one race and in its entirety at like Coda having 3000 something position changes through the whole race, through the right. whole field. And that takes about four years or five years to do in, in formula one. I mean, 
there's there's no comparison. Yeah. Like I'll I'll give something like Formula One all the credit in the world for the technological advancements that they have for I mean, geez, the high tech equipment and the performance those machines have, it's second to none. Absolutely second to none. That doesn't make a good racing product. Right. That makes a fast car and a driver that can drive that car in that exact one particular place it's got to go for it to one be legal and two to be as fast as it can be. But it doesn't make the race good. It makes a an impressive lap. Right. But if if the race is boring, then I'm not gonna watch it. You know? Right. Um <clears throat> anyway, that's just my personal opinion of it. I did like Formula One for a while, but I haven't I've I fell out of it and I just you can't compare the entertainment value of it. You can't compare NASCAR Formula One. There's just there is no comparison whatsoever. But um I want real quick before we get done with Atlanta. I'm really happy that Trackhouse won. Trackhouse is killing it so far this year. I hope they can continue that momentum past the uh, super speedways type races. Uh, Chastain had a good day. He had a problem on pit road. He had one of the fastest cars out there, uh, one of the, at least one of the best handling cars out there. He looked like he could go anywhere he wanted to, and he finished, I think, seventh, which was literally right behind the three-wide finish. Like, <laughs> he's in the shot, you know? <laughs> like, he's right there. And um, you can't get much better than that. I mean, he finishes, what, three quarters of a second behind the leader, and he finishes seventh. <laughs> yeah. Had a chance to win the Daytona 500. Had an unfortunate problem with the two coming up the track while he was coming down at the same time, and both cars met in the middle. I hate that. He was making a race-winning move for the Daytona 500, you know. Um, I hope they can continue that momentum because uh, I dig track house and uh, all that. That's that's a lot of fun. Suarez even run really good in the 500 until he got wrecked. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. One of the things I do want to say real quick is this alliance with front row and Penske is no joke. We'll see what it does on the mile and a half and the short tracks and all this. But Todd Gillen, I mean, I expected McDowell to stay up there and he did for the most part. He stayed up front, uh, at least in the top five or six. But Todd Gillen led a race high amount of laps. Like he he led the most laps of anybody, and it wasn't yeah. a fluke. Because when he lost the lead, he'd race his way right back up to the lead. He they yeah. shuffled him out at the end, and he didn't have a he didn't have a part to play in the at the finish. Unfortunately for him, but I hate that they shuffled him out at the end of it. But other than that, man, that dude was on it, and I'm so oh, happy for yeah. that group. That that's one of those Cinderella racing teams that kind of like Trackhouse isn't really a Cinderella racing team. It's 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 a team that's trying to advance, but they're not like a they weren't always they're like a, a team that was that bought other teams and now they're finally getting somewhere with a lot of momentum. With a lot of money behind them. Right. Front row motorsports is not that. It's it's bottom. It's a bottom feeder team. Like it's, right. it's bare bones and they happen to have a really good driver with Michael McDowell that can do some things at certain tracks that better than most people can, you know, and then they luck up into a win once in a while, like they did before he got there. But 
all of a sudden they got they got some backing behind them. And that's a dangerous team. And I'm really interested to see what they can do this year. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about momentum, hoping that track house, hoping that uh front row motorsports, you know, like these these not so much track house, like track house is more uh race winning challengers than what you know the 38 and the 40 uh the 30 ugh, the 38 and the 34 are uh but you want to talk about momentum let's talk about the fantasy cup for a second uh okay. the 2023 in the marbles fantasy cup series champion is not doing good he justin Sheely, which uh happy birthday to justin Sheely. he celebrated a birthday back on the 22nd um my goodness, he's tied for last. It's it's a long season, though. I know it's a it's, long season, but it's two races in. Um, if he wanted to make things interesting this year, he is making things interesting. That's for sure. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, like I, that's something that I'm just like, I, like we couldn't even touch Justin Sheely last oh, no. season. He whooped, like, us. he whooped every one of us. I any, mean, any little thing I tried to do to even the playing field for what he was doing, too. I fully admit it. I added the double points thing to not not selfishly try to give myself a chance necessarily, but to try to give somebody a chance at Justin. No, he just won the races that were double points. There was nothing we could do about it. He just whooped everybody. Right. You know, and and rightfully so, when we get this belt made, it's going to him first. And he's going to hold it until the new champion crowns next year if it's not him. So, I mean, it's just, it's just what it is, what it was, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Justin's not, I'm not just picking on Justin. I love Justin. Uh, like, not just Justin is the one that, you know, is, uh, had a bad race in Atlanta. You know, that lap two wreck, it took out not only me, but, both of our Daytona 500 winners, Barry Frost and Caitlin Vinsel. That's wild, too. Our points <laughs> leaders were taken out on lap two. <laughs> but it's also super, like, ultra interesting because it's like, man, pretty much what Caitlin and Barry did by winning Daytona and getting, you know, maximizing all those, that double point race, um, they pretty much are a whole race win ahead of everybody else not necessarily now uh but <laughs> when i saw the wreck the lap two wreck of course i was involved with it so i was not very happy at all very explicit things were said in my living room but i sat there and i thought man okay poor caitlin you know and like poor you know barry like man they were just riding high cutting promos and like we we did uh we played barry's promo last um last episode you can go over to tales from the estate and hear what caitlin had to say uh she had an amazing promo that she uh was very very confident that she was going to uh win this championship win the belt win the everything and I, I oh yeah she her, went off i think her tone her tune went a little sour <laughs> after atlanta uh but i was sitting there thinking man i'm gonna I'm going to dip. I went from 10th to 18th in the points. I was like, Oh man, poor Caitlin, like poor Barry, like they're going to just sink. And they didn't, 
they didn't sink at all because they had that little bit of a, a insurance, a little bit of that cushion from the double point race, and it actually saved them. They're both still exactly. in the top five in points. Exactly. That that's that's the kicker, you know. Uh, somebody that didn't do good at Daytona or whatever, they're fifty points like me. I was like fifty six points behind the leader. Well, I can only gain forty in a race. So even if I would have won and they finished last. I still would have been 16 points behind the leader <laughs> yeah. because they kicked butt in a double points race. Those Daytona and Talladega races are so important. And I love that because that's, I think that's some of our favorite tracks. Yeah. Personally, you know, like Daytona is Daytona. Talladega is Daytona, but it's just bigger. You know, it's like more things happen at Talladega, more wild stuff happens at Talladega. It's like, Daytona is that girl that you always like want to date, but Talladega is that girl that your mom warned you about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if you, if you want to be weird about it, that's, that's how I explain it, you know, cause Talladega is like just something completely different. That's, it's a wild track. And I think having those two as double points races with all the chaos that can happen there, man, you could go from first to 30th on the last lap. In a massive pileup, <laughs> and your whole your whole your whole day is either shot or you're going to pass 15 cars like Austin Dillon did at, at Daytona on the last lap during that rain crash, and wind up winning the race. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, really fast, I just want to run down the top 10 in our uh, 2024 in the Marbles Fantasy Cup Series points right now. Uh, 10th, we have Ryan Austin. Ninth, we have Joe Isaacs. Eighth is Drew Vinsel. Seventh is uh, Billy Johnson. Uh, sixth is your brother, uh, mm. Benji. And then uh, top five is your wife, <laughs> Nicole. We have Caitlin Vinsel in fourth, Barry Frost in third, Allison Brown, who this is her first season. You know, she's whooping tail right now. She's sitting in second with 126 points, six points out of the lead. And for the first time ever in, in the Marbles Fantasy Cup Series history, we have a non-American leading the whole thing. Jody, <laughs> the Canadian, Mitchell. He is the point. Yeah, he came in right. halfway. He came in halfway through last year, didn't he? He never he had sure a chance. Yeah. yeah. So awesome Good job for, for Jody. He's not going to be there very long because uh, that the, the guy over there in uh, 18th. Oh, yeah. He's mm -hmm. Sure. It's coming. I I'm yep. only fifth. What is it? Uh, fifty four points back. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't move a whole lot. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't move a whole lot myself. Uh, I picked uh, Byron, and he he got caught up in that pit road thing with McDowell, and uh, he actually did pretty good to make it back to seventeenth. I was happy about that. I was like, okay, yeah. you 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 salvaged an average day when it could have been a lot worse. Like the people that picked Bowman and Logano, those people were messed up, you know? Yeah. But I was, I was satisfied with the fact that Byron got into a crash and still managed to finish halfway up through the field. I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. I'm not going to complain too much about that. Right. Um, it just didn't I, move me anywhere. I just stayed exactly where I was. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I think you entered Atlanta 
20th and you left Atlanta mm-hmm. 20th. So, I mean, yep. no, I mean, no gain is better than, uh, no gain is better than a bad, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't lose anything. I yeah. stayed right where I was. If you're, if you're not going to gain, at least don't lose anything. Exactly. And I did. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited about the fantasy cup. I, I, I think, uh, I think it would be cool. Uh, I got to work on a trophy too. Still. Uh, I got time. There's plenty of time. This trophies only take about six weeks to process and stuff. So, you know, sometime mid mid season, I'll have a trophy out and displayed and, uh, that'll get ready to go to the winner at the end of the year. I'll work on that. It's going to be kind of a similar thing. It'll be like a dirt track racing style trophy. Uh, nothing really flashy or anything like that. Don't expect like some big massive cup. You know, it's it's going to look like something because I like the way that is. It's going to look like something that you're going to, that you could take your car to the local dirt track and win the feature. And this is what yeah. they give you. Yeah. It's a good solid, maybe two foot tall trophy. You know, ask Justin. He's got one sitting on his shelf somewhere. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And we didn't have a winner this week. We did not. We did not have a winner. So we still only have five entrants in the All Star race. Yep. We got uh, myself. Uh, I'm just reading it down the list. I hate saying like, yeah. "Oh, I, I'm in it." Uh, but yeah, so it's Justin Sheely. Drew Vinsel, Caitlin Vinsel, Barry Frost, and myself now. So, yep, it's if it hits heating up. Um, is there anything else with the fantasy cup, or do you want to go on and uh preview Las Vegas just a little bit before we get out of here? Uh, let's preview Las Vegas. All right. Um Vegas, it's gonna be back to a typical NASCAR mile and a half format right it's not going to be your super speedway thing you're not going to see a bunch of pack racing you're not going to see the draft you're not going to see any of that kind of stuff no bump drafting this is going to be i hope we don't lose some people's interest with this one (laughs) you know what i mean oh yeah like it could be a really exciting race especially on restarts i would not expect anything like you're seeing at daytona in atlanta this is right. going to look a lot different, <laughs> but it's not, I'm not saying it's going to be boring. It could be one of the most exciting Las Vegas races we've ever seen. Who knows? You know, we just have to see how things play out. Um, have you got some people or some, let's say maybe storylines or anything like that, that we need to look, look out for coming up this weekend? I have a couple. Um, I kind of went a little bit more in depth with all this on uh, pit stops and pints. So go check that out. If you, uh, mm-hmm. if you're trying to figure out who to possibly uh, pick for fantasy cup, or, you know, if you're betting on uh bet MGM, so, you know, whatever FanDuel, I don't even, um, I do have a couple, I would say it's funny because on pit stops, pints, I was talking about how I would be very, very shocked if Toyota won this race, uh, normally, typically Vegas has been a very Ford dominated race, uh, mostly Joey Logano. And that's who I'm picking for the fantasy cup. This season, uh, this week is, uh, Joey Logano. I hate even, I want to burn my mouth with fire for even just saying that. Uh, but I also have 
you know, people like Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, especially Ty Gibbs, uh, Chris Busher, you know, some of those people, some of those drivers are, are who I would be keeping an eye on this, this weekend. The last time we were at a track that was similar to this, Chastain ended up winning. Like I would say Phoenix is similar to Vegas in the way it races. Like you got that crazy thing on the front straightaway, right? Cool. But Phoenix is the last similar style track. So I'm curious to know. And he, he actually won Nashville too last year. So the two races he won last year are similar to what Vegas is. So I'm curious to know how Chastain's going to do with the momentum that Trackhouse has, you know, even the 99, yeah. because they're gaining uh, all the knowledge they can from runs made by the one car, you know? So the one is, it's like a, uh, a rising tide lifting all ships kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that, that Bush light money is not hurting anything either. Um, I'm curious to know how Chastain is going to, and Trackhouse in general is going to keep moving forward beyond the speedway type, super speedway type races. And I had Logano also on my list, uh, mostly because he needs this right now. He right. has had two really, really bad endings to, ex he had two really good race cars. Like yeah. race winning capable race cars, both races, and he's finished in the back. You know, from yeah. crashes. So he he probably needs something to keep some momentum going here. I mean, you don't want to look at points too heavily because especially with somebody like Logano, he's going to end up winning a race. And when he wins the race, all the points are thrown out the window. It doesn't matter. He's in the playoffs, you know, so. But as far as, you know, him kind of getting some momentum going and getting that confidence that, okay, we really do you know, don't need to stress about this, but we really do need to win one of these. You know, right. he needs to have a good, big bounce back this week. And, um, out there, one more out there front row motorsports. I'm really curious to know what they do now that they're off super speedways. Also how that Penske Alliance is going to continue on with the mile and a half and stuff. I'm really curious to know how that's going to work out. Yeah, a lot of storylines going into Las Vegas. I absolutely cannot wait. So, uh, and plus, here recently, Vegas has kind of been one of those racetracks that we've seen some tempers flare. Is this where uh, last season where uh, Matt Crafton and Nick Sanchez got into it? I don't remember, but I do think this this was the race that uh, was it Chase Elliott turned. Hamlin? Bubba Wall no, Bubba Wallace and Larson. Okay, where did Chase Elliott turn Hamlin? I thought was it Charlotte? I thought it was Charlotte. I don't think I thought it was a mile and a half, but I could be wrong. It could be Charlotte. Um but somebody did do that. So, you know, it was Bubba Wallace and Larson. But I don't remember because that would have happened in the one you're talking about. That's Xfinity. Uh, what, Sanchez and Crafton. Oh, that's that's trucks. Okay, yeah, it's trucks. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Of course, I don't, I don't remember a whole lot of things that happened in the truck races. So, being being honest, but that's just because I don't really watch them all the way through. I mostly just pick out highlights and stuff, and right, and go from there. 
Yeah. Well, is there I anything mean, else you want to talk about with Vegas before we uh, before we get on out here? Man, I'm all out of notes. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm very excited for episode 98. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, not only with the actual racing, like the real life stuff, but also the fantasy cup. I am so just intrigued and just like, I, of course, like I'm the one that knows what the, the what the new point system is, you know, the point standings is before I post it. But I, I've been, oh, dude, I love doing the fantasy cup just because there's so many unanswered questions that will be one step closer in that episode 98 to figure out some of these answers for these questions. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here and run through the podcast drafting partners real quick. Well, thank everybody for listening to this week's show. This is, uh, in, in all seriousness, we uh, tried to do this a day before we're recording now, and we had so many issues. We got half of it done, and then we couldn't do it anymore, and then it lost the first half of it. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a miracle that we got this on. This is a Wednesday night. It's going to be up later Wednesday night. I, I'm guessing this will probably pop up around 10 or 11 p.m., and Thursday morning, it'll be in everybody's feed and you'll be able to listen to it on your way to work or wherever. Get ready for the Las Vegas weekend. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Can't wait for it. Uh, podcast Drafting Partners, Fully Postal Wrestling Figure Podcast. They are having a meetup at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. And I wish I could go. Instead, I'm just I'm going to be having a watch party here for Saturday night at the house. And I'm excited for that. Just oh, yeah. that alone, being with all of my friends and everything, watching wrestling. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Drunk Wrestling History also, uh, always pumping out new content over there. Uh, not always accurate, but they're always drunk and yeah. um, not always family friendly either. So be careful of that. <laughs> uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, again, always pumping new material out. I love how they've got back on like a regular basis because there was a time period there uh, a little while ago where they weren't putting out as much content, but now they're like just pumping things out. And I love it when a show you can consistently, you know, just wait on the show and they're going to like put new episodes out all the time. And I love that. Uh, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf, also his chop shop, amazing figures. And he's putting all sorts of stuff on his chop shop for sale uh, all the time. So go check out his stuff there. Uh, the Stefano's Disney, or I'm sorry, the Stefano's Magic. That's his new title. I need to write that down in my notes so I don't mess it up now. The Stefano's Magic. He is uh, a husband and wife combo flogger for Disney World and Disney Cruise and a lot of Disney videos on YouTube. They just reached a thousand subscribers. As of this recording, I believe. So very, very happy for them. Uh, if you have any interest in Disney, go check them out. Uh, good friends of the show, good friends of mine. And I wish I could do something like that too, honestly, because I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also Bane. Big shout out to Bane. Uh, I know he's kind of not on a lot of social media right now, but if he hears this, I just want to let him know we appreciate him in general. Um, I hope he, uh, hope he's having a great, great day, great time right now in his life. And I just saw a Facebook post and I'm just going, you know, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for doing the opening title 
to this podcast, no matter what we change, I'm never changing that opening song because that song oh, no. is one of the coolest songs I know in podcasting, period. And we 100%. have it and we've had it since we've had it since day one. And yep. it's never going down unless you make me take it down. <laughs> no, no. Which I don't think you will. It's not going nowhere. Not in my book. No, that's, I don't think you could get any better. And I'm being completely biased, obviously. Uh, I, I used to like fully posables theme song. I, I like, I still rock with it and I know every word to it. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think our intro beats theirs hands down. Oh, it's so high energy. Oh yeah. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. I he, he did such a good combo with, uh, a classic rock ACDC mixed with his rap and the lyrics are great. I, I can't say enough good things about it. I will never not have that at the beginning of the show. Right. Just oh, period. Yeah. It will never not be there. It will always be there. Uh, who do you got Ethan for the podcast? Drafted partners. Yeah. First up, go listen to the archives of breaker and Bane's power hour. Speaking of uh, big underscore Bane himself, Saturday morning rumble wheel with Brian breaker and Daniel cross TV toy cast with Brian breaker and Jeff tune filling in for our friend, Travis Fowler. Go listen to the archives of, you know, it's fake, right? Where both soda and I were special guests. It's on sabbatical, but go listen to no holds barb with bill Venus and go check out bill's book. Shoot. Yeah. Tales of a pro wrestling veteran stolen gimmicks pro wrestling podcast with joe and jordan so joe and jordan i 100 feel like they are 100 into the fantasy cup right now jordan, jordan messages me and he says and i'm pretty sure he, <laughs> I, 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 I might get in trouble for sharing this but uh jordan messages me and he says hey man uh, just listen to, uh, last week, you know, uh, I'm talking about 97 or, uh, 96. He says, Hey man, I just listened to 96, uh, of in the marbles all the way through for the first time ever. Uh, really good job you guys are doing, but he's like, I have like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I'm pretty sure soda hates your guts. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, well, what? you know, if that's if that's true, I've given him plenty of reasons to hate my guts. So I, it wouldn't it wouldn't really surprise me. But but uh, yeah yeah. And so it was we had a good laugh about that. And he was you know Joe and Jordan both are asking me so many questions about you know um, what type of track we're you know we're going to like you know they're so inquisitive right now and it's it's awesome and keep the questions coming. I mean. You know, I'm not going to tell you who you should and shouldn't pick. Uh, that's kind of what our top five or, or, or tales to watch kind of is. Yeah, but you'll uh, get suggestions and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, but go listen to Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast. They just hit their one-year anniversary. So congratulations to, the, to those guys. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. Um I, I'm not going to speak about it, but uh, Drew Vinsel and I had a conversation last night, uh, and he might be uh, he might have some big news for this uh, this week's episode. I will not even remotely go any more into that, and I am very very excited for it. It is not what you think it is. <laughs> I can I can assure you of that, um, but I'm very excited for them. Uh, go check out Tales from the Estate. Go listen to last week's episode and listen to that promo that Caitlin 
pulled on everybody. That was uh, fantastic. If you are in the fantasy cup and you don't listen to tales from me to say shame on you, uh, go listen to it. It is fantastic ranked number two podcast with a, a husband and wife uh rightfully so uh number two on the charts number one in our hearts if you know what i mean i did not mean for that to actually rhyme but that worked really well um it's <laughs> like tales oh my gosh you know what they should make that their catchphrase number two on the charts number one in your heart baby that's awesome um look at, look uh, at ethan with a turn of words over here all of a sudden uh oh, you better watch out. I'm gonna start yep. playing hockey or something. Um just like Tales from the SA, you also heard pulling up a chairs with our friend Tim at a chair shots commercial as well. Go check out that show. Uh you also heard the commercial for Three Brews podcast with AJ Ty and Ryan. Do not forget to go check out Pit Stops and Pint segment where I will be on there talking all things NASCAR, answering questions, talking about the fantasy cup, reviewing next week's race, and who knows? Soda might, you know, jump on with us, or it might just be a soda uh, episode every once in a while. So, you know, kind of keep you guys on your toes over there. And man, that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would please rate, review, follow us on all the social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram at in the Marvels Pod. You can find us on Facebook. You can also email the show at in the Marvels Pod at gmail.com. You can check out tpublic.com slash store slash in the marbles for all our merch or just click on the links in the description of this podcast and any of our social media accounts and also go to skinnymixes.com use code marbles at checkout for your uh 10% off your first order and my kids just walked into the house and they are really loud so I hope that didn't just come across on the podcast <laughs> yeah now they're on the show uh before we get out of here you got anything you want to add Ethan as always peace love and all the above And we'll see you next time in the Marbles.